This is a message from the emergency alert system. This is not a test. The following message is issued by the request of United States government. Our planet is under attack by an unknown extraterrestrial force. All attempts to stop this attack have failed. Radiation levels have reached lethal limits. Seek immediate underground shelter if possible. Remain inside until you received other instructions from government officials. This is not a test. Welcome to The Pattern is Full, a podcast exploring the unknown. We are your hosts, Dan and Dave. From past to future, we'll take you on a journey of discovery and surprise. Every episode, we'll uncover hidden patterns and extraordinary tales that will question what you know and challenge what you think you know. From ancient mysteries to cutting-edge science, get ready to explore the unknown. So join us as we dive deep into the depths of the metaphysical and unknown. Come along and let's see what we can discover together. All right, welcome to The Pattern is Full. I'm Dan. I'm Dave. And we are here for another exciting episode. Glad you tuned into the same bat channel as before. Oh wait, we were supposed to start doing it like a mystery theater, wasn't we? So, well, we could do that. Yeah, we could. But oh well. So hey, um, I guess it's been a couple weeks since we've heard from you guys. Um, we'll start out with our news article or news. I guess the biggest news thing was the NASA, what did they call that this week? Um, um, it was, was a, some kind of press conference. Yeah, they had like a four hour long press conference, uh, what, yesterday or day before uh, to disclose right. a lot of different stuff that they had been um, researching or looking into. Yeah. And before you say, you know, well, they're just lying to us again, well, which they probably are, but um it it did um it did um talk about some alien stuff and um but it basically it basically came down to saying um we just don't know what they're and we don't have enough we don't have enough information to study the data at this time right and out of all the events that we have seen, there's only 8% of them that are unexplainable. Now, I don't know. I don't know that I necessarily believe that. Um, I think we've got some key players in this. Uh, what's the new uh, group called? A. It, it's pronounced Arrow, but it's like A-A. It's A-R-R-O or something like that, isn't it? It's the, uh, I'm not sure. There's a new like task force, and it uh, is strictly to talk about aliens and 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 
UAPs and um, and it's 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 pronounced arrow, but it's not A R R O W. It's um, I'm trying to find it. I had it up here. Basically, NASA has got, uh, I don't know if it's NASA or is it the, the Department of Defense? Is it DOD that has it? I'm not clear, to be honest. Yeah, um, I hate when I have stuff pulled up. and um, Yeah, it's All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office. So that's A-D-A-R-O. And under that office is A-A-R-O which is the Aerial Phenomenon Task Force. Uh, I don't, that doesn't, I don't know what A-A-R-O means because it doesn't mean that obviously don't, um, don't mean what that is. But uh, it is a DOD, uh, part of the DOD. Right. So basically they're, um, saying, hey, we're going to have this task force together and they're going to be pretty much in charge of finding out what aliens are or what the UAPs are. U UAPs are, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and it is A-A-R-O, and it is the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, and it's the Office of the Secretary of Defense. Uh, so anyway, they had a briefing. There's a guy that's the head of it. His name's Shane M. Kirkpatrick. He's a director. And uh, one of the, I don't know, coolest things I thought he said during this um, NASA um, press conference was, he said, we know you want to know. You want to know the truth. You deserve to know the truth. Talk, talking, referencing the general public, and yeah. we are going to work as hard as we can to disclose what we can to you. That is, that's basically what he said. So, um, you know, I if you you want to listen to it, there's a, a girl on TikTok. Her name's J.K. Ultra. She does a great job of breaking this whole thing down and explaining to you. She listened to the whole four-hour press conference. I got her highlights. <laughs> and, I, and I think uh, Dave and I, we listened to a little bit of it the other day, but not, not nearly four hours. Yeah, I, so, I, two, four hours seemed like a real um, commitment. Yeah. But she, yeah, she and did it. We'll, she pointed out some high points. She did. Uh, so... That's the, the biggest thing, and, and the biggest take I got out of it, the things that are not able to explain at this point are the round, he said, round spherical objects that appear metal, they're very large, and they float in the sky. And you can tell they're not a balloon or anything like that because of their propulsion and and how they're they're moving around and stuff. So I thought that was really pretty freaking cool. Uh, and we're actually starting to get some stuff. Now, I don't think that like tomorrow they're going to come out and say, okay, look, we've been hiding this shit and there's aliens everywhere. But 
I think we're closer to that than we have ever been. So sure. So I guess the big other thing was this Stanford professor. Do you remember his name? Um. Well, Gary Nolan. Yeah. And he was in an interview with. Who was he in an interview with that he that he gave this statement? Um, He was in an interview this past week. Um, he's a professor of pathology at Stanford University Medical School. Right. And he was at the Manhattan Conference, whatever the Manhattan Conference conference is. But he was asked, um, he was at, basically asked a, a simple question. And uh, it was like, do you believe that aliens exist and he's he made a statement something like well yeah I, I mean they've been here they've been here for a long time they may even still be on the planet today and then the the person that was questioning him said if you had to put a percentage on what you you think that aliens have been here what would you say and he said i believe that 100 percent right and this dude's credentials, you looked up his credentials more than I did. You said they were legit, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So legit credentials, not known for going off the deep end and talking about crazy stuff. Uh, but, um, yeah, just, uh, you know, he made a reference to this um, arrow, too, this new, uh, he's like, look. You know, science is, um, I mean, uh, the DOD has already put a, a task force together that it, they're investigating UAPs and aliens. It's not just yeah. that they're investigating UAPs, they're investigating aliens too. So um, he talks about uh, radio signals that were captured, uh, something called the WOW signal. It was a burst of radio waves captured from outer space in 1977. Yeah, that that's the one that um, I guess they did. They get it at Arecibo, or um, but it it was a real it was a real mystery for a long time, and still I guess is pretty much a mystery as to what it actually was. <clears throat> yeah, um, you know, and I, I think he even said that at one point they said that uh, the it may be a natural sound that come from a pair of comets or something like that, but they received like. Uh, the message several times and it, at one time it was like 30% stronger than it had ever been. And he believes it's communication uh, and basically believes that um, we basically know how to talk to them and everything. It's just being covered up from the people. So, um, you know, that um, the National Defense Authorization Act that they passed last year that had the um, that's stuff from signed by President Obama or President Obama, President Biden. Sometimes you just think back to the good presidents. Um, right. uh, and uh, <laughs> sorry, the good times. Uh, but uh, it established this arrow, A-R-R-A-A-R-O task force. Uh, and it also made uh, what was called a whistleblower program. And that's going to allow people that have classified 
information to be able to give that information to Congress in a classified setting. So not just open up to the public, but they can release that information to somebody in Congress in a classified setting. And then they will, if they signed uh, some type of agreement that says, Hey, you're, you know, if you violate this, you'll be, you'll be charged with treason or whatever. Right. Nullifies any of that stuff. So I think you're going to see some people coming out of the woodwork. Um, I personally well, one, think one interesting thing about the the lady that did the uh, summary of the NASA program. Um, I guess one of the last things she said is they're easing us into something. You know, that's what she thinks. Oh, easing yeah. us into some revelation or some uh, some something that we haven't been told before. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, hell, NASA hired a bunch of priests, and everybody, you know, why do they need them? Uh, because it's going to shake the religious world up, whatever they release is. So, um, I mean, it's going to change things as uh, as far as you know. I don't know what this uh, Manhattan conference is, but it uh, makes something I need to listen to. <laughs> the whole thing, I guess. Uh, Manhattan conference, yeah. I don't see much about it. But anyway, pretty cool. I think that's super breaking news over the last couple of weeks. I, I think before the end of this year, we're going to so we're gonna hear something that we haven't heard before. Let's hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm tired of hoping about it. I'm ready for it to pop <laughs> up. So... You having a beverage of choice tonight? We I forgot that part when we started off. I um yeah, I am. I'm actually just having uh bush light. So you know, a oh, lot of people don't bottle. like it, but hey, in it's the all right bottle. With me. I do that's have like a bottle. A, that's like a delicacy when you have bush well, light. Well, you know, you can't get them in a bottle unless you buy an eighteen pack. There is nothing else that I've seen out there. The th- you know, there's no, there's nothing less, nothing more. It's just an 18 pack. Well, I got mine in a koozie here, but I broke down and done. <laughs> oh, nice. Same thing. Bush light tonight. You're not, you're not boycotting Bud Light, right? You're just, it's just, but it's just Bush for tonight. Oh no, I haven't drank. I, I honestly quit drinking Bud Light a while back. Um, really? When I say a while back, I probably haven't drank Bud Light in about two years. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, I switched. Oh, that's over. right. You were drinking Mick Ultra. Mick Ultra, and um, you know, it, and it's not that I'm not drinking Mick Ultra anymore, but um, this last time I went, I they had Bush Light on sale, so I bought it. Um, I do have a. I always keep a six pack of Killings Red in the fridge, and yeah, I, I enjoy one or two of those in my um my nightly consumption or my weekend consumption. Yeah, well, you you made me um, this past week. I had to go get a six pack myself because um, hadn't had any in a while. And um, you know, I, maybe we can get Killian's to be our sponsor or something because right. you know, hey, what a what a great beer! A Killian <laughs> show. It is Killian's Irish Red, folks. You need to go get some if you haven't had it. That 
we don't they're not we're not sponsoring them but if they would like to they can reach us at the pattern is full podcast at gmail.com right. and, uh, but we we fully endorse them <laughs> we did we did so um we tried to get on the uh, we, we bounced around a couple topics for this <clears throat> week and uh one that you came across that i want to hit really really soon is that uh that pyramid down in tennessee that was discovered right. I, I really i like that uh I'd heard that before, but it's kind of slipped my mind. Um, well, it, it was new to me. I don't think I'd ever heard that. Uh, I had, but I, it, like I said, it had been a while. But I think going right in with our news story is something that um, I think I heard about maybe three or four years ago, and it's called Project Serpro, is that how you say Serpro. that? Serpro. Serpro. Yeah. Project Serpro, and it is a very detailed story about an alien exchange program with humans, um, in the star system Zeta Reticula. Is that did I say that right? Or is that yeah, right? that's it. Go. Country boy got it right. Woo! That's a lot of. That's a lot of. Uh, that's quite a ways off. What did they say? It's like thirty light years or something. That's crazy. Yep. Uh, yep. And the whole. Um, basically, uh, the planet in the in that star system in Zeta Zeta Reticular is called Sepro. Is the name of the planet Serpro. S-E-R-P-O, Serpo, 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 uh, Serpo sounds right. Um, and it goes all the way back to the uh, UFO crash um, in 1947 in Socorro, New Mexico. So this is a different crash than the Roswell crash. Um. But now the Roswell crash was, what was it, 1948? 47, I think. 47 also? Um, Well, yeah, yeah. So the one in 1947 crashes, and apparently there's ETs, uh, extraterrestrial it was four, four dead, one still living. Um, they were taken to Roswell for analysis. Uh, I guess a military base there. Um, and of course, the report to the American people was, "Hey, it's a bunch of weather balloons." Yada yada yada. But it says here that there were actually two crashes, and the remains of UFOs of the UFO were not found until about two years later. And it appeared the two spacecrafts had crashed into each other. By then, six of the dead alien bodies had decomposed, so there wasn't much left. Even so, the remains were taken to Wright Patterson Air Force Base for evaluation and study. 
So apparently this whole Roswell incident, this is this whole Serpo, Project Serpo streams from that. It stems from that, if you will say. So um, one of the aliens was still alive. And they called him Eve, Eve, even. Yeah. Is it even? Even. Even, even. And I can't remember why they called him even. There's a reason for that. Um, But basically, there was a piece of technology found that was supposed to be able to communicate. And, um, of course, even did not speak very well English. Uh, he, uh, or it, I, 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 I just say he, I don't know what its uh, orientation was. Uh, but even said, I can fix this if you'll let me. And, of course, the government was like, sure, but we want our scientists working along beside you to see how you do it. So he agreed to it. Um, they worked on it, got it fixed, and apparently he signaled home several, several times, but got no response. So the government did not, um, they didn't give up, but in 1952, EBE-1, which was what they called the, that was like the designation given to the alien, passed away, and he never made contact with home, but he died. Um, the government continue to try to make contact with the planet Serpo. Uh, they, they named the, the species Ebens. And I'm not saying even, I'm saying Ebens. Uh, and that's just what they started calling them. Uh, and then in later in December of 1952, apparently they, they made communication with this, with this, um, this planet and were able to communicate. And this planet's 40,000 light years from Earth. So, or the Zeta Reticuli star system is. So, um, I think like, they communicated with each other for years, for for quite some time, and then um, now, if I'm wrong on anything, you tell me. I'm just uh, paraphrasing here. No, I, I think you got it. I mean, it's um, that's what that's basically the same thing that I read. Yeah. So the Eben said, "Hey, we want the bodies of our fallen people." of our people that died. And w- one thing they made in making contact back and forth with them over those several years uh, that they talked, uh, they said, we've been visiting Earth for thousands of years. We've been coming there for a long time. Um, so I guess the government asked them, hey, you know, why don't you share your technology with us? Uh, we want to, we want, we want to come there. So they said, well, I'll tell you what we'll do. If um, if you want to, what we'll do is we'll do an exchange program with you. 
We want the body of our people back. But what we'll do is you put together a group of people. We'll send a ship there and they can come here and they can stay. And it was going to be, they have to live there for 10 years was the thing. And then they would return them. Right. So, so the Air Force got 12 American astronauts. They, they call them astronauts. Ten were men and two were women. They s- selected them from some type of top secret experiment that they had. Um, there were strict requirements. Uh, in fact, they said that while they were, um, the ones that were selected went to this base that was out somewhere in the New Mexico desert. Um, the guards let them into a room and uh, they went into the elevator and he said, you'll go down from here. And he said, are you not going with me? And, and the guard, the air force guard was like, no, my clearance is not good enough to go down there. So he goes down. He said, noticed while he was in the elevator, um, that no, um, there was like no numbers or anything in the elevator to tell where it was going or how far you were going down. It was just, but he could tell it was going down fast. And this was at uh, Holloman Air Force Base. Um, so supposedly in, no, this, nigga, that's not at Holloman Air Force Base. In 1964, Two Ebidin spaceships landed at Holland, Holloman, Holliman Air Force Base. Uh, Apparently, President Kennedy approved it. Um, They were greeted by Americans. The 12 astronauts had been prepped. So they had to, they picked people who had no, basically no family, and not very many friends. Most of these astronauts were career Air Force people. And they uh, knew that they were going to have to give up 10 years of their life, which actually ended up being 11 years of their life, which they later found out would be 12 years of their life. Um, So a year to train to go on the mission a year to travel to this place, be there for 10 years and then come back a year to travel back. So I guess that ended up being like 13 years, right? So, yeah. yeah. So apparently there is actually video of the, uh, the, the UFO landing at this Hollywood air force base. Um, I will do my best to find that clip. I could not find it, um, but I, I think I can find it uh, with a little research, a little more research. Um, so apparently they they leave. You know, they took uh, supplies with them. They took food, medicine, actually took guns. I think each person was issued a rifle and a handgun. Um, they also took equipped payloads. They took Jeeps and motorcycles with them. So oh, wow. when they got there, they would be able to travel around. 
on this planet. Um, so in the years that we had contacted um, from the 1952 to 1964, I think, which is when the actual flight supposedly took place, um, the the alien species, the Ebens, the Ebens pretty much learned to speak pretty good English so they could communicate with us. Sure. So um, on the way, the 40 light year uh, journey was pretty hard. Apparently on the 12 astronauts, uh, they were, they, they stayed sick a lot. Um, they did not like the food that the Ebens had. They said it tasted like paper chalk um and they finally made it there on the journey there one of the astronauts passed away yeah i read and, a couple of them had passed yes uh one of them passed away and it, it you know it almost became um an incident because they were like well we want to see we want to see our friend and the astronauts were they told them they were going to do something to them. And I don't know that exact term. It's called sheep washing them or sheep. And basically it means if your name is John Smith, once you enter this program, John Smith no longer exists. Hmm. So once you come back, you'll be held for a year. Now you have to be held for another year once you come back. And you're going to be given a new identity and all the money you need to survive on once you come back to earth and then they would debrief you and do all the stuff. Um, so they wouldn't, they wouldn't let them see their dead friend. And one of the, the commander and I have his name, um, have all of their names that supposedly went on this trip. Um, let me see what his name is. Well, I don't guess it's important right now. I'll find it in a minute, and I'll give you those names. Um, they um, were going to go get their guns, and one of them that could speak pretty good English said, hey, you know, no guns, please, no guns. And so they called themselves like numbers, like EV, EB1, EB108, they gave yourself designations. So they had a doctor on board and they asked that if the doctor could go in with the Eben doctors and see what happened to their guy that died. And they agreed to that. So he went in and apparently he just died due to like um, basically a sickness is all it was. It was like some type of sickness. It's like, um, you know, I don't know exactly. They, didn't, they did say what it was, but it was just something like, he was mal malnutrished and, and, and um, just lack of protein and stuff like that in their diet, which caused him to pass away. So anyway, they get to the end of this journey. They land on the planet Serpro. And one of the first thing they did is like the, uh, they were given basically like, glasses that you would put on when you look at the solar eclipse right. to get out out of the thing and then like one of the first things they noticed is um 
The planet was super bright, had two suns. The average temperature was about 107 degrees all the time. So, um, they stayed out, they stayed there, I guess, um, I guess the, the Ebens were basically vegetarians, although there were some animals on their planet and they gave the humans the ability, uh, the means to hunt those animals if they wanted so they could have meat. And they did that because, um, they needed meat. They needed protein because our body needs protein. Apparently theirs didn't. Um, you know, one day on even is 40 hours compared to 24 hours on earth. Uh, let's see. They set aside certain times it says for the evens, um, they would work. Uh, they were pretty much primitive other than their, they had advanced technology, but they didn't, I guess, use it like us, you know, it says they had a lot of anti-gravity vehicles that they, and, and, and other vehicles used for ground transportation. And I guess the Evens just let the humans do whatever they wanted to do on this planet. And, um, they, um, it says the Americans eventually moved up to the northern part of the planet because it was cooler up there. And they were able to grow their own food. Um, and then um, they were up there for two two years or so. It says um, they ended up having some issues growing their food, so they had to go back and eat even food. Uh, one thing they noticed is that they were getting high exposures of radiation due to the two suns. Uh, they, uh, they were concerned about it. Um, they wanted to come back home, but for whatever reason, I guess they used some type of wormhole to, to travel or whatever, and that they could only do that like once every 10 years. So there was no way they could come back home, um, for that 10 year period, because whatever they were using to make that bridge between that 40,000 light years only occurred every 10 years or something like that. Um, so then I guess the end of the 10 years walked up. Well, they, uh, just to go on and finish saying, they said life there was very similar to earth, uh, that all of the, their families were much like ours. They had one male, one female. Most couples were one male and one female. Most had only one child or two child, two children, but they did not let the children uh, be seen in public. The children were hidden until they got older, and they they aged a lot faster than our children do. So hmm. you know they would get older quicker. Um, they said that um, um, they were very friendly people. I guess there was really not a lot. Um, that happened. So while we were there, another astronaut died, uh, and it was due to high levels of radiation from, um, you know, what they said, or from what I read. And then, so they returned home in 1978. 
So they left in 1964 and got back in 1978, 1952 to 1978. So obviously that was more than 10 years. Well, there was some time miscalculations and how we viewed a year and how they viewed it. So that's, that, that, that's why. So, and also two of the astronauts decided they liked it so well there, they did not want to come back home. So two of them stayed. So out of the 10 that went, you had two that died, two that stayed and six that returned home. Um, after they got back, they were locked up for a year and debriefings and stuff like that. And, um, one of the debriefings is a 3000 page report that is supposedly available and you can read that. Um, the last surviving, they all went back to normal lives, obviously with, um, different identities, sort of secrecy on this. Um, the last surviving one died in 2002. Uh, it says there has been no communication with the Ebens on Serpo since 1985. So it's not known what ha happened to the other Americans. <clears throat> Excuse me. Who uh, chose to stay on the planet. <coughs> Excuse me. So did you read anything any different than that or get anything any different? From that no just the like you said i mean i i didn't i didn't read about the um one died on the way and one died there i i just read two had passed away and two actually stayed there did you read that or was that yeah yeah two stayed okay, yeah. yeah yeah two stayed um now supposedly there was a there's a transcript script of president ronald reagan briefing at ci director case William Casey uh, in a top secret meeting and the recording happened on March 6, 1981 where Director Casey provided Reagan information about the exchange program. Reagan had quite a few questions and he was told would be answered later in an additional briefing. Unfortunately, we do not have the trans a transcript of that session, so there's lots of questions left. Uh, Reagan mentioned his belief in UFO and his high regard for Steven Spielberg from time to time. He even invited Spielberg to a special White House screening of the movie E.T. So apparently some of this information was shared with, say, Spielberg and, and the movie industry to try to get us ready like this for this type stuff that was going to happen. Um. And then, you know, um, I guess there are documents um, and videos of this. Um, trying to think. Let's see what the guy's name is. Um, he actually left um, notes. Um, when he passed away, uh, what do you call him? Like diary or whatever of, um,
he left um he left like a diary basically that he kept on the whole um the whole mission um now there is some speculation out there that this was all made up by a science fiction writer yada 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 i don't know um I don't know. It seems like there's a lot of stuff out there on it that that could make it definitely be. You know, and it's got some interesting, you know, um, parallels to real real life events that we know about already. So, I mean, who knows? It it, it is. I mean, obviously, it's far fetched, but at the same time, with all the other things that we know today, I mean, who knows? It could be. It could be true. I mean, if they have been in contact with whoever for all these years, you know, what's to say that this didn't happen too. Mm-hmm. It says that, uh, you can find the, um, the documents, um, that shows that this project was completely jointly funded by the CIA, the DIA, NASA, and the U S air force. Um, I had a list of all of the astronauts names and what I was planning to do is um, try to re- research those names and see if they were actually like names of people that had been in the um, military. You know what I mean? Well, right. But I don't know what I've done with those names. Uh, hey, now, I guess... The conspiracy theory part is this, is that a guy named Richard Dottie. Do you know who that is? No, that's not ringing a bell. Richard Dottie. He's apparently well known for uh, conspiracy theory disinformation. Okay. So, So supposedly he's well known for disinformation. So apparently there was like um, some anonymous emails coming in uh, talking specifically about this uh, event, this Project Cipro. Um And the emails were um, finally tied back to this uh, Richard Daldy. And... Um, he is a ex um i don't know he was something in the military and he has uh, apparently released um government documents as well in the past um he did not deny that he he had some stuff in the in the you know in the story but he he didn't really like I don't know. The proof just did not seem that um, that he was making something up. Um, apparently, there is a um, it says a series of emails were sent to Victor Martinez, who ran the UFO discussion group. In the emails, it stated that Project Serpro was real. The Project Serpro is one of 20 top secrets projects 
supervised by the Majestic 12. Now, everybody knows what the Majestic 12 is, correct? Right. So the Majestic 12 was something back in the Kennedy era that was established that was kind of like men in black type thing. Um, and it just goes into telling the story again. And um, the anonymous source uh, official program Programs, Earthlings are just covered up based on alien technology, a fleet of eight motherships, 43 defense value spaceships has been created and a colony on Mars founded by the Americans together with the Soviets. The source claims that Earthlings have already visited all the planets in the solar system except Mercury. This was just part of the other stuff that didn't really have anything to do with Serpero, but stuff that this... Uh, Richard Doughty had claimed. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know what I've done with that page with those astronauts' names on it, but I do wish I could find that real quick. There was also supposedly this project was originally named Project Crystal Knight. So you can also find reports on Pro Project Crystal Knight that basically are the same details. So um, if you look it up, it just says Project Crystal Knight advanced into Project Serpro to infuse CERN. And I don't know what that means, but, um, and I don't want to click on that because that's a mess. Lots of information out there and a lot more stuff that I could have researched and just ran out of time, to be honest with you. Sure. Um, there are, um, I mean, there are like testimonies of these people. Like, like I guess this guy that was one of the ones, he, um, he kind of came forward and um, told you know, he told that he was one of the people that was on that mission before he died. Right. This guy supposedly did. And this guy did die from um, high levels of radiation. So, um, I don't know. Here you go. That's... um. I can put the um, testimonials and stuff that I have uh, on this. And the, if I can find that video link up on our website, uh, patternsfullpodcast.com. Right. And, um, but I, to me, I feel like there's, there's something to this. If it's not exactly the truth, there's something to it. I don't know. What, what, what are your thoughts? There's so many things like that, that, that kind of, um, I guess it's like they say where there's smoke, there's fire. There's just too much that people talk about stemming from the events in 1946 or 47 and going forward and, you know, into the, into the fifties and sixties. Uh, I mean, obviously I can't say that I a hundred percent believe it's true, but I'd, I'd still like to hear more about it and maybe see some more evidence for sure. Because, um, 
I mean, it's really intriguing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's an awful, uh, you know, uh, elaborate story. And, 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 yeah. And apparently, you know, um, and I've looked, there are, there are some declassified documents about this. Um, so much of it is re redacted. It's hard to, it's really yeah. hard to read much of it. I mean, sure. you get like on December 12th, 1952 at so-and-so Air Force Base and then three pages of nothing but black lines. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, so, yeah. Oh, that's that's the way that happens. Absolutely. So we'll declassify it, but we'll black out everything that, that's important. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I'm obviously a firm believer of uh, alien life. Um as though well, I want, I want, I want some quicker revelations. I'm, I'm, you know, all this trickling out stuff. And if they're trying to, um, you know, brace us for some big reveal, uh, you know, let's just, let's just rip that bandage off and go straight for the thing, you know? Oh, I agree. 100%. Let's just, let's just get there. Let's just do what we need to do. Let's, um, yeah. let's just tell us, man. I mean, yeah, it's going to be no different than the people that, that, um, I mean, I, I don't know. It's the people that don't believe are still not going to believe. Sure. That's the way I feel about it. You may I mean, until they land on their front lawn and say, hey, here we are, you know, they may not believe a thing. And there are still people that are going to say, oh, that's a, that's a hologram created by the government. I don't believe that. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah, still going to be, there's still going to be those people out there. Um, yeah. Um, there is a really cool um, article from 2006 in a little publication called the American, American Chronicle. And it's just called The New Information About Project Serpo. Serpo. Um, I will just put a link to that. Uh, but there is... Um, It gets into a lot of stuff. I haven't, I just found this, so I haven't read it. So I don't want to, I don't want to. Yeah. It'd be good wanna, to throw a link in there for sure. Yeah. I want to just put a link to it because um, I don't feel like I've re read through it enough to, to talk about it. Uh, but it, it's, there's some new information in there. We'll get a link to it up. You can see that. Um, there is actually, um, a website called serpro serpo.org and um in that article it stated that new information had been updated that but now if you click on serpo.org now you get this site has been suspended the reason could be for an instance of an unpaid invoice please check your emails <laughs> okay Best regards, Severge. So, yeah, yeah, probably just somebody didn't pay their damn bill on that. But um, I don't know. Um, there's a lot of anonymous stuff that goes on with this, like anonymous done this, anonymous done this. Um, 
they did give some of the astronauts names, the main astronaut. Um, and um, I've got his name right here because he was the one that lived up until 2002. Um, let me see if I can find where I heard that, uh, saw that. One second. Here. He was selected for hundreds of candidates. There it is. Too many to be even more money. We do need money. We need money for working candidates. Nineteen sixty-five. So we can only get one to one seventy. Hey, it's your buddy AJ from Lapwild. I've Colonel McKeefer was his name. Uh and then the. And then the female, she was also a colonel, and apparently um, back in the 50s, it was very unlike her. Uh, unlike, you know, it was very unusual for a female to have that rank in the, in the Air Force or whatever. Uh, so I was trying to see how you spell his name. Anyway, McKeefer, M-E-K-E-F-E-R, McKeefer. Okay. So, um, that was the main astronaut. This is also the one where they found his, um, uh, diary or, or writings or or whatever you want to you know whatever you want to call whatever he left behind when he passed uh and apparently none of this became um like known until i guess like someone in his family found this these writings that he had left and brought it to the to the public and that's where all of this um all of this got started um, so, you know, I don't know. I mean, you gotta, there's, uh, there's books, there's videos on it. There's all kind of stuff. I got a lot of my information from, um, um, Reddit, which I always do. Um, and I spelled his name wrong. It's M-C-K-E-E-V-E-R, McKeever. McKeever. Okay. Yeah. McKeever. Um. Colonel McKeever. It doesn't give a first name at all. Uh, but he wrote all this stuff. Uh, if you're looking at it, it's in um, Our Aliens on uh, Reddit. Um, and it's a discussion on Project Serpo. Um, it's a TWF, you know, um, topic. So uh, there's a lot of information there. Of course, I don't know. You either... You either um, believe things you write you read on reddit or you don't right i mean <laughs> yeah sure yeah so um anyway my personal opinion on it is i'm just gonna shout out there i think there's some truth to it it may not be these exact words i do believe there's some truth to it um i think that um sometimes you introduce a person like this rich and richard dotty uh, 
because he's known for, for feeding misinformation about stuff. And you're sure. like, I think the government does that to dis, uh, to redirect things like, well, let's just pay this guy some money to start running his mouth and make it look like he made all this up because the word's going to get out. Right. Too much information is out there. You know, I, I do think that. Tell me what your thoughts are. I agree with you. I mean, it's it's um, it's just too much uncertainty, but there's just too many you know coincidences and too many people that that are telling similar stories. You know, there's got to be some truth to it, whether it's they really went somewhere or not. You know, there there could have been some contact, and I, I don't know. I, I'd love to hear more and, and delve deeper into that. Yeah, and you know, apparently one part of the. Uh, in part of the story I left out because I was, I, I made notes and I'm just kind of paraphrasing. I wasn't, I don't like reading or like reading something verbatim because I think that kind of, I don't know, I can look something up and read it. I just like to have a discussion about it. You sure. know, that's kind of the basis of our show. We like to have discussions, not right. necessarily um, read something. Um, part of the show or part of the show, part of the uh, things I read is like, during the travel there, he passed out, and he he writes those experiences in his um, writings, his diary, whatever you want to call it, his journal. That um, I guess, like the speed got so fast in his ship that he felt he he describes what he felt was massive g forces, um, yeah. and then he would pass out, and then when he wake up they would be back at normal speeds. Um, he also said that the ship had, um, had gravity on it the entire time. So there was no zero G at all. But like, you know, also the part he said is when they loaded those Jeeps and motorcycles and stuff into the spaceship, that it wasn't even a challenge because um, the Ebens had uh, anti-gravity technology and they were able to levitate the stuff and load it into their ships. So when they came, they came, it was two ships that supposedly landed at this air force base. And one of them was for the people and one was for supplies and, and their cargo that they took because obviously they had to take medication and stuff like that in case stuff wasn't compatible with them. Right. Um, you know, it doesn't get into stuff like I wish it got into um, gets into what they eat. It gets into they they did. They don't have a currency. They're all expected to do some type of job daily. But doing that job ensures that basically anything you need uh, is available to you. Uh, it, it, it said that the um, they were limited to only having. um Two children. You could not have more than two children. That was part of it. And then, then the, there was only about 6,500 of the of that population. There's only like 6,500 of them, no more than that. Uh, wow. I think it gets in there and tells you, like, if you read deep enough, it tells how old they can live. And they could live longer than us. And um, um, I don't know. And then, and then there's some people that say, hey, a lot of this... A lot of this story is true, but then some people got a hold of it and um, 
added some fiction to it. Uh, now, there is a Wikipedia site also that says that it can debunk this whole thing. Um, I, you know, I, I did not read that because I, I don't know. I just, I just didn't, I didn't read it. I said 65,000, 650,000 of them is how many there were, not 65,000. Um, so anyway, it, it goes through and, and tells, and then it says that it can be debunked and it gives a couple books that debunk it. But one of those is this Robert Daltrey that Dodi that supposedly, I don't know, I personally think the government said here, you go do this and screw them up, make them think that this is all just bullshit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you start sending anonymous emails 10 years, 20 years later, and then you track them back to this guy. That that seems a little too set up to me. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I don't know. So I'm, I, I do believe there's something to it. I don't know that this is the exact story, but I do believe that contact was made, if nothing else. I can I can go along with that for sure. Yeah, I believe there's some contact made, and there we go. Oh man, I felt like I've talked this entire uh, episode. Why don't you uh, uh, give us some bliss? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, you know, just um, I, I know you mentioned earlier about the. Um, I just found I just ran across this on the internet. Interwebs this week was about this. Um, uh, possibility of a uh, like an Egyptian pyramid that was found when they were um, excavating some Native American mounds over in eastern Tennessee um, when they built the I think I think it's called the Norris Dam and before they flooded the area um, I guess it caused a lot of interest amongst some um, Egyptologists and scientists of the day and right. I've also read you know that. A lot of people are saying that's overblown. It is definitely Native American um, um, ruins or, or remains or temples that were left behind. Um, but I mean, it's pretty intriguing. And in but then you you got to go with the fact that this happened in the in the like the early part of the century, and now that place is flooded. It's one of the first right. hydroelectric dams. I think it's called the Norris Dam, and it's up north of. Um, uh, Knoxville. So it was one of the first hydroelectric dams to be built in Tennessee or by the TVA actually. Um, so I, I, I'd like to know more about it, but it sounds like one of those things that it's going to be pretty hard to find any follow-up information on well, all the sources well, are well, dead and, you know, we can launch into it and see what we can find about it. I mean, yeah. um, when I started on this project, uh, Serpo thing, I mean, um, I literally um, got the idea to start researching this over this Dr. Gary Nolan uh, yeah. professor that, that done this uh, the other day, because when you go back and you say, well, I'm a hundred percent sure aliens have been on this planet for have visited this planet for years. Well, uh, and then you hear a story like this, or you run across a story like that, then you're like, well, Hey, somebody knows what they're talking about. I mean, right. Yeah. So, um, um, I don't know. I, I just found it, 
I found it a very interesting story, and I've, I feel like um, we've had a lot of. It seems like every time we do a show, every two weeks, it seems like a little bit more is getting revealed about. Something. Yeah, definitely with the NASA and the um, the UAP thing. I think there's always. It's good. It's definitely. easy into something big. So yeah, um, I do think that, and I, I'm a, I'm I'm kind of. We live in an exciting time, of course. You know, if you didn't live in this time and you live far from now, I mean, I don't know. I'm glad I live now, not a hundred years ago. Um, Me too. Yeah, um, and um, I, I, of course, you are always going to want to know in another hundred years what's there. But sure, hell, it is what it is. I guess you got to accept what you were given and run with it. So. <laughs> <laughs> with the all the excitement I have in my voice of that. So I you know, I do want to find out more about this pyramid thing you you found out and we we'll, we will we'll do an episode on that I think. Um I want to throw a plug out to your other podcast. Uh I listen oh. I, I was a little behind listening today. Uh I, I and I didn't listen until like this week to your um Dr. Gan Green episode. Uh anybody that doesn't know him, he's like a um horror host is that what you call it yeah he's one of those tv horror hosts you know like um vampirella i mean not vampirella uh shoot um elvira i don't know why yeah. i think vampirella yeah or Vampirine. um but if you're if you're my age you might actually remember um out of nashville there was a, a guy that, that did um that hosted horror shows on one of the cb on one of the nashville stations at night on the weekends his name's sir cecil creep and um so it's just, it, there's a long tradition of those things going back, um, you know, back into the forties and fifties, even of people doing that sort of thing. All right. And you've got um, like, now you have Joe Bob Briggs drive-in show on, um, uh, the shutter channel or the shutter streaming service. So yeah. Yeah. He was a real interesting character. It was, he was, he seemed like a fun guy and it was cool yeah, that yeah. He, did, he didn't pr- portray his character. He was just himself. Right. Yeah. Um, and, um, uh, well, and it turned out he and I knew some people that we had right. some people in common that we knew a couple guys I went to high school with. He was, uh, he was friends with them as well. So it was kind of small world type thing. I mean, of course he only lives in Nashville, just 50 miles away, but still. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's kind of interesting. Interesting. So, so, uh, if you, if you, if you want to check out that interview, it's, um, 30 plus minutes with HP Lovecraft. HP Lovecraft. I right. was going to say GL Lovecraft for some reason. Yeah, your, your monthly uh, dose of all things Lovecraftian. There you go. That is, uh, that's good. And of course, um, I guess we'll wrap it up for tonight's episode. Uh, be sure to, oh, let me do, uh, let me, let me look at our, uh, our people that have, uh, People that have joined us, joined us, listened to us, whatever you want to call them. They're the people that actually find us interesting. I mean, there's like three of them. (laughs) (laughs) There's all three of them. All three people all over the world. Right. Um, And of course we're two of the three. So. (laughs) Right. Right. So uh, I will say, be sure you, Subscribe, 
Give us a five-star review, whether we deserve it or not. You can all go, always go back and change it. We're just trying to get more followers, more people listening. Like and follow on Facebook. Yep. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, You can find all that information on our website, which is thepatternsfullpodcast.com. We'll have links to all of our social media, all of our episodes, um, all that good stuff. And let's see. The three people that listen to us in Istanbul. No, I'm just kidding. Nice. Uh, it's Istanbul, not Constantinople. You know, our last few episodes, uh, Operation High Jump, the last one we done, it's almost surpassed. It's tied with artificial intelligence. But yeah, that's, uh, well, one of my other podcast hosts, that one of the other podcast hosts had listened to it. He was very complimentary. He enjoyed that one. It was like some new information for him. He, he, he dove into it and, um, uh, looked up the the um, what was it the documentary that they had done about that mission? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw your comment that you shared. So yeah. um, see, in the United States, we've been um, Pennsylvania has knocked us way up there. Kentucky, Minnesota, California, Virginia, Indiana, North Carolina, Tennessee, Washington State, Missouri, Michigan, Ohio, Alabama, Florida. Colorado, Alaska, Arkansas, Massachusetts, New York, and Texas. So thank you, thank you. The highest rank there is Pennsylvania, which is a change. It wasn't always Pennsylvania. Hmm. Uh, We've got some uh, Canadians up there that listen to us in Quebec, Ontario, and British Columbia. Thank you, thank you. Um, in the UK, uh, England and Scotland, y'all have been kind to us. Thank you. Uh, let's see. And then, um, the Netherlands, the Netherlands, Norway. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, that was bush like tongue. Uh, New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that one. And Taiwan. I don't know how they're listening to us in Taiwan, but oh. yeah, I guess there's a translation or somebody over there knows English. And it, yeah, we, we've, we're global. We're global. <laughs> a global phenomenon to be reckoned with. Uh, next, we'll be starting our own um, professional karaoke service. Uh, yeah. And we're going to call it. Uh, Prestige worldwide. Why? 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 <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. I really love that movie. Yeah. So anyway, America Industries. That's right. <laughs> so anyway, thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, we'll yep. wrap it up and we'll we'll hit you up again in about two weeks. All right. Pattern full signing off. Dan out. Out. Yep. Thanks for listening to the Pattern is Full where we explore the unknown and mysterious phenomenon of our world. We hope you enjoyed this episode and your mind has been opened to the hidden patterns in this universe. Be sure to tune in next time as we dive deeper into the unknown.
Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Your support helps us continue to uncover the mysteries of our world. Until next time, keep an open mind and keep searching for the patterns in our world. The pattern is full. It's signing off.